and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today is another special day indeed on The Good Vanilla because we have a guest two weeks in a row. Uh, My guest today is a podcaster with a capital P. He is half of the wildly successful RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, All Right, Mary. He is the host of uh, his solo podcast, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance. And of course, the co-host of my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Colin Drucker. Oh, my God. I can't believe it, to quote Rita Marino. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the good vanilla, Colin. Oh, Are you excited? Hey, what are friends for? You know? <laughs> of As Ina As... said, almost aggressively, hey. <laughs> hey, what are friends for? It's like, watch it, watch it. <laughs> yeah. My friend is gay. <laughs> my friend is gay. My friend TR is yeah. gay. Oh. Oh, my goodness. This has been a long time in the making. I I, I, I tend to be a little bit more relaxed, like solo podcast. Am I right, ladies? It's just like when you have to do your own booking and stuff like that. I, You know, I wanted you on ever since the inception of this podcast. And look at it. It's October. and But, you know, better late than never. Yeah, yeah. It had to gestate, you know. And I... I have actually, if this has been a moment in the making for me long before this podcast ever existed, um, yeah. which, you know, I, I, I won't, you know, jump the gun on getting to the conversation, but I will just say now that this is a big moment for me because at one point in my life, when I had discovered Ina Garten and started binging Barefoot Contessa, I thought, oh gosh, wouldn't it be fun to do a podcast all about barefoot contessa and this was before all right mary i don't this was just an idea that i never pursued but i was like oh wouldn't that be fun and you know the the working title in my head was store-bought is fine but good vanilla mm-hmm. being like the other perfect title so yeah i feel as if manifestation must be real because here i am on the good vanilla yeah if you can't start the podcast have another friend start it and be a guest absolutely once in a while absolutely yeah yeah there are so many different titles i know that like obviously uh trent with store-bought is fine on instagram that title's kind of taken yeah but also like how easy is that you know there's so many different phrases that ina has and i mean to kind of get into it i mean what what is your relationship with Ina? You said you started binging it. When was that? Was it recent or have you been in the game for a while? No, I'm so late to the Ina Garten game. I I think I had a perception in my head of of what Barefoot Contessa was. You know, back in the day, I was like, oh, no, I'm more of a Rachel Ray kind of gal. You know, like <laughs> I need a garbage bowl, you know? Um, yeah. And I had just this. It's like hamburger, macaroni, and cheese. Yeah, exactly. That- <laughs> yeah. The more disgusting, the better. I wanted Sandra yeah. Lee. You know what I mean? I just wanted oh, her to assemble Sandra things, Lee. you know? And I had just made an assumption that, like, oh, Ina is kind of. That's, you know, that, that's a little too Ethan Allen for my tastes. Like, I had just decided it. that it was too stuffy and pretentious. And this was based on nothing. This was based on sure, no information, yeah. had uh, no knowledge. And so then at some point in the last decade, let's say, because I don't know what time is anymore, I <laughs> very likely was was getting high on the couch and sure. stumbled across some some 
bootleg barefoot contessa episodes on YouTube. And I was like, all right, let's give this, let's give this gal a go. And and it was just like, oh my God. Oh, I had no idea. You're great. And it was yes. this wonderful awakening of, of just like, oh, who I thought you were versus who Ina is. It was just like I think both exist, but it's really fun to see the like real Ina kind of living in the world of the Ina I thought she was. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I kind of love this that um I mean at least your initial perceptions versus what you now know Ina as because it could be you know, like we were talking I was talking last week with Tony who was my guest too that like she's not Martha Stewart I think Martha Stewart is a little bit well I she is a little bit more stuffier than Ina even though you know there's Martha and Snoop now you know that there's mm. that whole dynamic uh going on too but nonetheless it's like what when you started watching Ina you know how would you how would you describe that? like if you had to convince someone else out there who maybe was thinking the same thing as you, you know, what are, what are the, what are the perks of the barefoot Contessa and Ina? What do you love most about the show? I think what I love is that watching an episode of the barefoot Contessa feels like I'm spending an afternoon with an aunt who is, who is got <laughs> like, you know, who laughs a lot and, and makes silly jokes and is very easygoing and, you know, spills things on the counter and it's like oh, okay we'll get that later you know like yes it, there's something about that about how surprisingly accessible she is that i think um drew me in you know and i think what i what i enjoy as well is that like it's kind of going along with the spilling things on the counter is like sometimes Ina with the small talk and some of the lines she is just so goofy yes. and so almost cringy but i always also feel like she's in on it you know what i mean like yes i i feel like there are moments where she wants to look at the camera and go oh my god can you believe this right now and that <laughs> always just permeates and always just like sits at the corners of the show and i just i love that so even when she's being her most ridiculous or she's got her flower friend over or whatever I yeah, kind of know, yeah, yeah. I I know at the end of the day that like Aunt Ina and I are gonna sit down to that lemon cake and gossip. You know, <laughs> I know. I would love to just sit in on a like a taping of an episode because, I mean, the editing in this show and it's like the copy like at the beginning. Tony and I were talking last week about it too. It's like who writes it? How do how do they get that Ina Garten voice? Like does she like does she contribute? There's so many questions that I have, but it is that awkwardness. That makes the show like it is silly and goofy. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that that I didn't expect that. I was just expecting more of that. Maybe not Martha, you know, two point but I was expecting mm -hmm. kind of old school Martha. And it was like, oh no, you, you know, like look at you with your Mister Coffee Coffee Pot over there, you know, and your yes, and your Hamilton Beach juicer. You're just like us, you know. That's right. I mean, there is something, it's a good balance. I really do think that there is, you know, it's, we know that she's in the Hamptons. We know that she can afford these amazing ingredients as well, too. But there's, you know, it's aspirational, but also it's balanced out with a good amount of awkward moments that makes her, 
uh, I guess more approachable and down to earth, like more so than I ever thought it would be, or I thought she would be. And I feel like she's like that in real life. I feel, I feel what you get in the show is what you also get in real life, which is hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that happens very often. I think that's the other thing that I would be the, would say is the selling point is that you go into it thinking it's going to be one thing. And it's like, this is, it's a, I know the word authentic is so oh, mm-hmm. at this point. It's just it's just like that picture of Ina, you know, where she's making that gross face. Like yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah. about. You know. Yeah. Oh, I know it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the face I'm making when I say authentic. But it really does feel like one of the rare like authentic energies on TV, where I'm like, oh, I think this is just who you are. I don't think you're secretly mean. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. And even seeing her twice live in Pittsburgh too, it's, there really isn't much of a, a difference. I, and I, again, that's hard. Even like being podcasters, you know, we, there is a little bit of like elevated personality. And I, I try to, I try to find the same balance in a way, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, that's what people latch on to. And I think that's why it's, I mean, it's, it's so amazing that like in her, I think she's in her seventies now that she is at the top of her game. And there's yeah. nowhere to go but up. She's coming out with a new show. It's, um, it's, oh gosh, it's just, it's great to know that you can have that amount of success later in life. And this is not to say that, like, she hasn't worked her ass off to get there because she ran that specialty food store for who knows how long, working her butt off. And then it just kind of happened for her. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I find that, you know, as I'm, uh, 37 is in the distance. So, oh gosh, you know, like, <laughs> Um, you know, I'm pretty much putting the tennis balls on my walker as we speak. But, you know, it is there is that sense of like, oh, yeah, there are so many people where like the success you think you're supposed to have in your 20s. It's like, oh, what? like I think even I know would say, what would I do with this level of success in my 20s? You know, and I think yeah. I, I kind of love seeing people later in life get this level of success because I feel like they've prepared you know, not only, you know, knowing how to like do their taxes and things like that, but like they know who they are. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. yeah. not going to get lost in fame. You know what I mean? She worked at the white house for God's sake. Yeah. It's, it's truly wild. Um, I, I want to go to, have you ever, cause like every time I watch any sort of cooking show, whether it's Ina or anyone else, it's, there's always that instinct or I guess impulse to be like, I, I'm going to make that one day. Have you ever been inspired to make anything of Ina's? Have you ever consumed anything of Ina's? What's what's the story there? Or is oh, it just still curiosity? That's a good question. I will say, I mean, one of my takeaways from this episode was like, oh, yeah, how easy is that? Like, <laughs> that is so easy. I just have to have a I lemon know. cake in my freezer. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, go around. I'll, you know, I'll figure it out. But I... I don't know if I've actually ever taken the leap, but many, I think that was one of the things I love about Ina and uh, kind of drew me in beyond all the other things I love about her was like, oh, most of these recipes, I'm like, oh, I see how you could do this. Oh, this is not, you know, sometimes, God bless her, Julia Child, God bless her. But sometimes it's like, oh, wow, I am watching, you know, a master of their craft here. And, you know, you feel like, you know, you're Amy Adams watching on a little, you know, kitchen TV trying to, you know, tie up a turkey at the same time. And I, uh, and I don't feel that way with Ina. I feel like, oh, you do really make it very easy to make really great meals. So yes, I don't know if I've ever actually taken the leap, but 
that honey baked ham looked really nice. So watch out, holidays. You know, I know that honey. It's it's like a huge honey baked ham. Oh my but we're god. gonna get into that. Tr could yeah. barely barely lift it here. Oh my um, god, and, deck of cards. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> And speaking of TR, I mean, this This is sort of on brand for the best supporting podcast, too. One of the, the many joys of the Barefoot Contessa is the supporting cast, the BSAs of the Barefoot Contessa, you know, my dream episode oh. uh, of just all the cast of characters. And I, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I know you know TR. I, I feel if, if anyone knows anything they know tr and obviously jeffrey and there's michael the florist and miguel do you know all these characters are are they familiar to you even like steven but or even if like just talking about that supporting cast and how it adds to the show what are your thoughts i oh my gosh the supporting cast is fascinating i mean it is it's just the biggest pack of non-actors you've ever met you know yes yes is there Unless I've invented her in my head, is there a friend named Barbara? There is Barbara Libeth, who was her <laughs> assistant. Yes. <laughs> oh, how quickly you came back with oh, Barbara Libeth. Of course. <laughs> Everyone, you got to know Barbara. I mean, I feel like she lives in Ina's backyard, to be honest. I feel like she's just like a stone's throw away. And I don't know if she's her, her assistant still, but I, anytime I watch an episode, she introduces her as her like good friend and longtime assistant, Barbara Libeth. Oh, my God. I love it. I Yeah. So I am, you know, and I'm familiar with the Flower Friend, and yeah, I Michael, feel like yeah. I feel like the Card Sharks episode is like a classic. It's canon, yes, for, for, yes. Uh, for Ina, and so I feel like there's a lot of supporting characters there. But I think, I mean, even with my limited knowledge, the BSA is automatically Miss Jeffrey. I mean, just yes, I think Jeffrey is like best supporting spouses. You know what I mean? Like just. So fascinating, and I, I think that if like Jeffrey, if it was switched, if the Barefoot Contessa, if Ina was was a man, and um, or if Ina was a lesbian and had a wife, if Jeffrey was a lady, I like to believe, I like to think about who would play Jeffrey. Oh, um, yeah, and I, I the, the first answer that I have, and I, I could probably spend this entire episode talking about that, but the first answer I have is Georgia Engel, and. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stay with that for a while. <laughs> I, a solid choice. A solid yeah. choice. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to mention. Sorry. Do you I, have any thoughts on who, like, who would play Jeffrey? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. The female version of Jeffrey or? Yeah. Yeah. The oh, female gosh. version of Jeffrey. When I when you think that, who's the first thing that pops into your head? Uh, I feel because I know it's like I feel like I know Jeffrey so intimately after all these years, too, that he, you know, the qualities of him, you know, he is whip smart like or smart as a whip what am i mm-hmm. trying to say here but uh, but also like um a bumbling buffoon in many ways maybe not bumbling but like you know he he's just he loves Ina so much he does he he works during the week he comes home sometimes he messes things up sometimes he runs over his laptop in the driveway <laughs> i i don't i don't know i maybe i'll have an answer by the end of the episode but yeah. i maybe it's, it's olivia hard. coleman you know <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like in twenty years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But like, and I wanted. Uh, speaking of Jeffrey too, uh, Jeffrey had a birthday this week. So happy belated birthday to Jeffrey Garden. I just, Aww. it's adorable. Ina made a post. It's. Uh, they are, you know, the hashtag goals of couples. It's just they make it seem so easy. Yeah, I mean the and and I think we've talked about this, but those pictures of them when they were young, cutie patooties. Oh my god, Jeffrey them. is so. 
sexy and like this yeah. nerdy way. Like I was like, wow. And they're such, oh, they're so young. They're so young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's she's just, just beautiful. Adorable. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I mean, I, I know that when we were, we were deciding on an episode and I think your, your only request is like, if we could get TR in there, that would be good. And this is probably oh the God. most TR episode that's ever existed. Really. I, I've, it's been a while since I've seen this one and it packs a punch. I just want to thank you for uh, for letting <laughs> me be a part of this episode. It had everything. It had everything I wanted and it stirred up so many feelings. And I just, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, this, when I was watching it, I just, I, w- I was, I was tipping my television with dollar bills. I was so excited. I know. I was laughing the whole time as I was taking notes. So, I, I mean, I guess we should get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. This is season three. Episode one, just like the standard Barefoot Contessa, it's not back to basics, um, but it is called Friend in Need. But I just want to clarify, too, because you said you found it on YouTube under a different name, correct? Like and, Ina 911 or something. Yeah, and on the title card of the episode, it's at Ina 911. So, and, you know, and then, you know, I don't know, who knows, but it, Ina nine one one is a is a bit of a you know it's a lot of emotions for safe. I think friend in need is a bit better of a title. So maybe yeah. at some point they were like you know I think we could I think in retrospect we were taking this a little too seriously. You know yeah friend in need sounds more barefoot contessa uh, in that universe. So yeah. Ina begins, I don't know if you noticed this, but she is outside and it is like high noon. The sun is in her face. I felt so bad. Did you notice that? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. It was I don't know why they do this to her both times in the episode where it's like, can the the woman get an umbrella? You know, Um, (laughs) she's like practically squinting. She's one step away from Diane Weist here as she as she does her her intro. And I I do have to read some of this intro because typically I don't when I have a guest, but it is. It's too good not to share. So she says, my friend TR is incredibly good looking. He's got lots of style, but he needs a little bit of help in the food department. So I promised to put together a party with him for his friends that will really knock their socks off. And I'm going to share with him my five rules of entertaining. Hey, what are friends for? I think that's it. That's, that's it's a, it. It's a shorter one. But she, it is very, she's like, hey, what are friends for? And then she like puts up her arms, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's like she's RuPaul saying, and may the best woman win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, god! I do have to mention, I, this, oh, my God, this music, the title music, I love this music. It is so dramatic. I feel like I'm in the opening credits of the piano. It is just so, like... Oh, I feel like it could be on a Pure Moods compilation. I just love it. Yes. And there's and you know, the compilation changes over the years, but this is one of my favorites because it includes the one of Ina grinding the coffee beans and then looking up at the camera like, hmm, how about that? Yes, that knowing and, glance. Uh-huh. And I just uh Eli Zabar is in there. This is one of the older ones. Yeah, when she's walking up the beach, she has the white shirt on. Yeah. Yes, with her yeah. head down a little bit. She's, yeah. She's looking, she has to be cautious. That sand gets a little rough, you know? Yeah, she gets better at it in later seasons. She's like, oh, I've done this already. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because this episode, these earlier episodes, they don't, they don't tell, they don't, like, show what they're making, I guess. You know, she does tell us, oh, like, right. almost mm-hmm. immediately, though. So the menu is roasted eggplant spread, a baked Virginia ham, 
a platter of winter roasted vegetables, and for dessert, a lemon cake from a freezer. That's really easy. Uh, or she says, that's really easy. I got the inflection wrong there. And uh, she's going to make lemon curd to pour it over the cake. Uh, what do you think of this menu, Colin? Are you into it? Is there anything you'd be like, mm, eh? No, I I love this menu. I think, okay, so there's ham, there's roasted potato, roasted vegetables. I mm-hmm. kind of feel like a salad might be nice. Yeah, something you know? light. Something yeah. light, because I feel like it's, she's got the vegetables, and I know the dip kind of counts as like there's a vegetable situation, but... I wouldn't be mad at like a little arugula and goat cheese salad or something, you know? Yeah, some dried cranberries or something mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it feels like a very holiday meal. Like anytime ham's on the menu with that glaze, that oh. ham glaze, I can't wait to talk. Oh my God. Going- <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you ever been to a honey-baked ham store? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd survive. I'd come out with like a subscription, you know what <laughs> so I mean? So many hams. <laughs> Just... Hams hanging from both your arms. I ham hocks. I'm like, Keon, get the truck. Open up the trunk. <laughs> oh my god. Oh gosh. It's it's. I agree. I think that there maybe could have been something a little bit lighter, but I I do feel like this is a sort of like cozy meal. I guess too. It it definitely feels like I would need a nap after this, though. Um, oh yeah. I mean, all the elements she has are wouldn't change a thing. It's just like if I was going to add anything else to it, but. I I mean, it it really made me want ham, particularly Same. for the glaze. Particularly, you know, I mean, the glaze. yes, the glaze is the best part of the ham, and I do like a spiral ham. I, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Let's yeah. let's go back. Let's rewind. Um, so we start out. She's making the lemon curd. Uh, she peels the lemons and then puts it in the food processor with a cup and a half of sugar. I don't know what, like something about that mixture made me just want to eat it with a spoon. I know it would taste terrible, but it just <laughs> looks so good. I don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. I, I never think to use lemon rinds as much as she uses lemon rinds and lemon peels and Zest. all that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think like, honestly, lemon might be my favorite sort of just go to like this needs a little bit of something mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. Just, and it, it just kind of elevates anything but i will say like i've learned it's like i obviously knew lemon zest existed but like it really does have more flavor than the actual lemon juice and i've never actually seen her i'm sure she might do it in another episode but i've never actually seen her peel the lemon like this but i i, I guess because there were so many lemons that she had to get the zest from this is right. just like a far easier way to do it Right, right. Like I feel like this. She was like, I need like I need more than a zest. I need you know uh, the whole peel here. Need the whole damn peel. Yeah. So and then she puts the peels or no into the standing mixer. She puts a stick of butter, then the lemon sugar mixture, and then she adds four extra large eggs. And she says one at a time. And then she accidentally puts two in. She's like, well, maybe two at a time. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, that's such a perfect example of Ina. Like not a perfectionist eh, maybe two at a time whatever hmm, like that's yeah so those little details matter yeah and then she adds like a, a cup of lemon juice to finish it off and she puts it in the saucepan and it looks terrible it's Ugh. so curdled yeah but uh she you know trust the process Ina says yeah and you got to be careful because you don't want lemon scrambled eggs and i was like Ina, don't even put the idea in my head <laughs> it's disgusting i know that sounds disgusting i know <laughs> Ugh, not oh. a good idea, is what she yeah. says. Yeah, right. No no kidding. Why don't you throw some chocolate chips in there? <laughs> <laughs> just turn it into a lemon pound cake. That, yeah, just put some flour right. in if it curdles or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> oh gosh. So then we get okay. So this is the the official arrival of TR. So tell me your relationship with TR thus far in your watching or viewing of uh, the Barefoot Contessa. What are your thoughts? Oh man, TR represents so much at least in it visually of the gay man that I thought I wanted to be when I was younger, when yeah. I was old, you know what I mean? Like, you know, high school me would look at TR and go, Oh, there it is. He's good looking. He's in shape. He drives a Jeep Wagoneer with wood paneling. I mean, uh, I don't know how he got the ass of those jeans worn out so much, but it must've been <laughs> something good. So, but he just, everything about him, I just, I just saw him as like, and, and it all like came up watching it again. I was like, oh my God, he was the, you know, living in New York. It's like, oh my God, this is the, you know, uh, a guy who's in his, you know, late thirties or early forties. And he's like a creative director or whatever the fuck that means. And he lives yeah. in a condo in Chelsea and he's always vacationing to Mykonos. Like there was this fantasy gay guy that when I first moved to New York when I was in my early 20s, that I thought, oh, that's what I'm aspiring to be. And TR feels like that gay guy moved out of Chelsea and now like bought this house in the Hamptons, you know? Yes, it's like if I were to cast maybe a younger like Rupert Everett in this role, yep. you know what I mean? Like I just feel that that's, that's it's because I feel like Rupert Everett is like the 90s gay man that I wanted to be and like my best friend's wedding version of Rupert Everett. Mm -hmm. And then like early 2000s, late 2000s was TR for me. It's like that, that it's not even khaki, but I guess it is sort of like um, that beige jacket. I had one. It was a corduroy jacket. Maybe I bought it like un, like just subconsciously because I wanted to be TR because it of looked course. like the, the coat that he's wearing too. And he pulls up... And I. I'm so glad you know. Is it a Wagoneer? I've never, I never was able to pinpoint what kind of vehicle he drives, but I love it. Uh, yes, that I am quite sure. I feel like the family and Harry and the Hendersons drove this. That is, a, I'm quite sure, a Jeep Wagoneer. Okay. Um, you know, I had I'm, it in... Go ahead, go ahead. I'll, no, I'm going to do a quick Google. Go ahead. I was going to say, I had it in my notes as a station wagon with the volume turned, turned up is what I wrote in my notes because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's very on brand for Barefoot Contessa. But it, it's, it is, like, pretty substantial, and I just love it. I don't know what it is that encapsulates that, like, ah, it just feels fancy enough, but it's, like, kind of, I don't know, unique enough, too. And I like the wood paneling. I don't mind it. No, I mean, I think the thing with TR and the Wagoneer being a part of it is that he is very obviously a gay man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it doesn't like, it's not like he's, you know, putting on a voice or acting straight. But he is, in that way that we we all like internalized when we we're younger, he is masculine in all of the, all of these like really aspirational ways that even a straight guy yes. would want, you know, like yes. the, the rugged good looks, the fact that he drives the Wagoneer, the way that he dresses, like these are considered in some lenses kind of like, ah, here is like ideal performance of masculinity. And here is this openly gay man pulling it off successfully. Whereas you or I might wear, you know, buy that brown jacket and, you know, there's the fantasy of what we want to look like, and then there's yes. a, then there's who we are in that brown jacket. You know, yeah, it's when you see it online versus when it actually arrives. Is you know, right. that's we're we're the latter half of that equation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just like uh, you know, he's capital T R and I'm lowercase H J. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just <laughs> yes. like not the same. <laughs> 
I feel he's wearing so he's wearing like a tan jacket with a navy turtleneck and jeans. He is wearing like tennis shoes, which I found interesting, but like nice tennis shoes, you know, the good tennis shoes. The good tennis uh, shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those gay men, those aspirational gay men wear these tennis shoes. It was like yes, a spot on detail and the sweater from Express Men. Oh god, I mm-hmm. that was your brown coat was my Express for Men sweater. Um, yeah, his hair is beautifully coiffed. He has his sunglasses on. I feel like I forget what kind of music is playing when he arrives, but I feel like it should be like "I'm too sexy for my car." Uh-huh. It's like one of those things. It's like here he is. There's a very sexy TR music cue throughout the episode. It's yes. practically softcore porn. Like it's very. This could it be gets like very sensual. This uh-huh. episode. We're gonna get, let's get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he jogs up to Ina's house. He's in Ina's kitchen. He usually gives her a kiss, but it's just a hug today. But it's a good hug. You know what she's I mean? She's reaching I feel like he's for a good it. Hug. Yeah. Yeah. And Ina announces, you know, that she's making the lemon curd. And TR says, dessert first. <laughs> uh, and they're celebrating They're celebrating TR's new house. And this is just something that, like, rich people say, like, finally, after how many m- months of renovations? It just sounds something like something the Real Housewives say. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, mm-hmm. I'm so burdened by my you know, $2 million mansion in the Hamptons, even though it's not a mansion. I feel that that's something else about TR. That's like, he has his fishing shack. That's in another episode, his little bungalow. And this is his new house, but it's not as expansive as Ina's house, but it, it is really nice. Oh my God. It is. I mean, I don't know how safe those stairs it's are. It's the dream. <laughs> I know. I thought of you doing those. Stairs. Yeah. It was like, Hey, yeah, but oh, I, I don't want to look through my stairs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I need that I, security. Yeah. I want to be able to hold on to something the whole way down. And, but yes. that house, I mean, is his fishing bungalow a similar aesthetic or a little rougher around the edges or what? I think it has. It's like, the fishing bungalow that he has is like an LL Bean ad. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like yeah. it's like the Wagoneer version of a um like a fishing house. It's it's everything that I want. You know, I mean, TR mm-hmm. has the life that I want. I, I want to be chummy with Ina. I want to have like you know a, sh- a fishing shack, but also a house in the Hamptons. And I think nowadays too. I mean, I posted it on the uh, the Good Vanilla Facebook group. Maybe on my story on Instagram too, like TR is still modeling. Like he is like a Macy's queen. He's always popping up in LL Bean. Like I see him a lot. Like if anything, he's just gotten better with age. I could see that. I mean, he's, he's very much a Dermot Mulroney at this point or a Rupert Everett, you know, Mm -hmm. but I could see how, as he gets older, it's like, Oh, you're, you're going to be one of those guys who, you know, you, you're like the hot old guy in the watch ad. You know what I mean? Like he's a Rolex ad, you know? And, Oh, TR. But you know the thing with the, with TR is I, I don't you may know this because you're you're the expert here. Does he is he in a relationship? Is he you know, is that's he very interesting. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the sort of is he's, <laughs> is he's working? Working? Oh, I guess I'm asking you. You have your fishing rod ready? Yeah. You're like, I mean, right. I like to fish. Yeah, I've got my my LL Bean boots <laughs> and my moose munch and I'm yes. ready. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's one of uh, sort of like that uh, forever single like unattainable bachelor and maybe that's what he wants i feel like there is maybe the ultimate word here that we're looking for is sort of like freedom for like in his career and in his social life and he's not really tied down but i don't know i i'd be interested to know i mean i don't follow him closely enough to give an official answer but he might maybe he's a little bit more private but i i follow him on instagram but it's been a while since he's popped up Hmm. that's that's the the vibe that i was getting was that someone unattainable 
you know, Eternal Bachelor. And I mean, I think those guys, it's like, oh, who who are you when you're just alone with your thoughts? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I always think about with that. It's like, all of this looks perfect and you've got all that freedom and you fly first class and you got a nice Amex card. It's got it's probably really heavy. But like, yes. when you're just like alone, you know, uh, sitting with, your, with, with just you, it's like... I'm, and I'm not saying a relationship is the answer, by the way, because like that would be the sure, opposite yeah. of how you I feel about You don't have to things. be in a relationship, but it's just it's it's interesting because he yeah. is he is. I, I always think of that John Hamm episode on Thirty Rock. I mean, he had quite an arc. He was in multiple episodes, but like that one episode where him and Liz go out, like because he's so used to getting everything because he's handsome, John yeah. Hamm. Yeah. And Liz makes him like wait in line at a restaurant, and he's like, "I hate this. Normal right, people do right. this," and I. Ina has a line later that's very telling. I think it's at the very end of the episode. And she said, like, I believe anything he tells me. And because he is, it's the perfect example. Like, you don't want to believe that, like, attractive people can just get anything they want. But, like, TR is so, you're just under his spell anytime he's on the screen. He is unbelievably charming and so natural. Yeah, I would just give him the house keys. Absolutely. I just, yeah. But... Then, then I, then I think, yeah, but like, what makes you tick? Because it's almost too perfect. Yeah, you know? what? Is, yeah, what? What are we not seeing? Yeah, What's the un, the untucked version of Tr's life. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. That's you know, and that's where that's what I'm interested in. And uh, yeah, you know, keep me posted if you see anything on Instagram. Yeah, you know, I'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> it might um, pop up on OK Cupid or something. Yeah, certainly. Know? If you could just do a quick <laughs> a quick swipe right for me, I'll follow it. I'll follow up from there. You know. Yes. Well. So he arrives and as charming as ever. And I, again, one of the things that I really love is that he is probably the best at really filling in those awkward, you know, potential silences. You know, he's just he takes his jacket off and he's just like, all right, and let's get into it. And Ina reveals, you know, the whole episode is about, you know, the five rules of entertaining. And the first rule of entertaining is make it really easy. The best parties are when the host and hostesses are having fun. Do you agree with this, Colin? I fully agree. I think make it easy and no, yeah, there's no glory in like sweating in the kitchen. That's no. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I know it's better than I do, but I concur. And it's interesting. I've never really asked your, you know, what is your history or like your entertaining style? Like, is it something, do you stress out? Is it like, I'm, I'm never really gonna, you know, I'm not gonna do the ham, but I'll, I'll do something. Like, what do you, what are your go-to's when you entertain, depending on the size of the party, I guess. Oh, I love to host a party. I, I oh, <gasps> like, I hate going to parties, but I like to host a party because I love to put together the menu, and it's a lot of appetizers and a lot of, you know, just little, a little, a little thing of this and a thing of that, and let's do some of these. And just, like, putting together that balance is so fun. And finding, like, you know, not to jump ahead in Ina's, you know, rules for having, you know, for a great party. But, like, yeah, certainly choosing some, like, oh, I know I can always knock this out of the park. But then, like, oh, is there something fun that, like, is new but not too crazy that kind of makes this – that makes the prep process even more fun for me because I'm learning a new recipe, you know? Um, yes. Or trying something new that I want to try, you know? Um, so I love it. And I think that, I think I get kind of an adrenaline rush from the like 
getting it all prepared. Like I, you know, it goes into like, what am I on top chef? You know, like there's no, it's like set the, set the egg timer for 20 minutes. You know, I want to sweat for this. I want to sweat for these hot dogs in a, in a blanket, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I, I agree. I do love, I love throwing a party. I love throwing, whether it's like something small and intimate, we typically go overboard and always like, you know, there's too much cheese and we have it left over and then it just Uh rots in the fridge. But um, it's interesting that you like when you go to another party, it's like, what are you? Because like I, I think I've said this on the podcast too. It's like I, when I go to a a party, I want to have something to eat and a drink in my hand within the first 10 minutes if not mm-hmm. less you know what i mean like what do you what are your go-tos do you go for like, a glass of wine would you prefer a cocktail champagne what are you into so nowadays i think about you know well, what's the hangover going to be the next morning and mm-hmm. so whereas maybe 10 years ago it's like oh a glass of champagne or a glass of white wine absolutely like and like cheap champagne you know like what's going to yeah. get me drunk really fast and I feel like it's such a cliche to just go for the vodka soda, but you know, it's, it's, you know, mostly it's soda. Reliable. It's yep. reliable. Yep. Yep. It, you know, usually doesn't steer me wrong. You put a couple squirts of lime in there, bada bing, bada Locale. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A locale. Um, and I, I agree. I like, I, I like to see, like, I love to walk into a party and then you kind of turn the corner into uh, a dining room or a living room or a kitchen, and there is just a spread of appetizers and cheese and crackers and dip, and it's just like, yes, go for it. I've Help been yourself. waiting for you. Yeah, and that's so. And I, and I think having that at the ready when people arrive is very important. I think so too. Do you? Because I feel like that there is a difference, and like I actually don't think I've ever done it. Is like actually host a dinner party versus like a cocktail party. Like every party that we have is pretty casual. Like, mm-hmm. but like as far as like courses and like everyone sitting at a table, have you hosted like a proper dinner party like that? No. And I guess I, it's not that I wouldn't want to, but I, that just sounds like a lot of work. It's that, like, yeah, it does. It does. I, I feel you, like you need I'm... some reinforcements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marco like... would need to get in the kitchen. That's, oh my God. That's Colin's cat. Everyone. Yes. If you don't know. <laughs> yeah. My, my permanent sous chef in life. Yeah. Yes. I, so I, that sounds like a lovely experience and I would love to have someone provide that for me. <laughs> yes. I know. It's like hire someone to do it and yeah. you can just walk around with like a glass of champagne. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just be the lady of the house about it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but anyway, let's 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 go back to TR and Ina. The the jaunty music starts up. It's like dun dun bound out out down bound out. It's some of my favorite favorite music from yes. Barefoot Contessa. It's just the it's just that sneaky Ina jazz. on the move. Yeah. Yes. It honestly. So Ina puts the the lemon curd into the fridge and takes out an eggplant and a red pepper. It almost sounds like she's about to bust out into a musical number here because she's like the first she's like the next rule of entertaining make it in advance and the music is still going on like underscoring her Mm -hmm. it made me laugh I was like oh my god Ina Garten the musical or Barefoot Contessa the musical like I need to write that oh my god I I yes yes you like the off off Broadway version that's you know I think it'd be great I would play all the parts yeah yeah I would love that and you know you could have and you could have guests show up oh let's not talk about this on the on the I know yeah we already copyrighted it so it's good yeah um so they start chopping up uh where are me I lost myself in my notes here uh okay they Ina hands TR a knife it looks like she hands him the knife in the craziest way she's just like knives up 
uh, and mm-hmm. she says, "Choose your weapon." <laughs> and she's they cut so, up. Yeah, <laughs> she's just so gushy with him. She's not even paying attention to kitchen safety. I know she is. She's under the spell. Yeah, he has cast a spell, and and uh, you know, not much going on here. They cut up the eggplant, the peppers, some red onion and garlic, uh, all put on a sheet pan, and they pop it in the oven for four on four hundred uh, for forty five minutes. Pretty simple. Pretty simple there. Yeah, and this I know that there's like because I know that they you get this with like at Greek restaurants and I can't remember what it's called and I apologize uh, to anyone who's screaming at their phones right now. But is this something that you would eat? Do you like eggplant? Uh, I do love eggplant a yeah. lot, actually. Yeah. I think maybe I I don't know the Greek version of this, but I know like in like because uh, we make it here a lot too. It, like the Arabic sort of version of it is baba ganoush. It's basically just uh, roasted eggplant, tahini, some lemon juice. I think garlic as well. I typically don't make it, uh, but I love baba ganoush and it's served like cold, yeah, or, like room temp. And but are are you not an eggplant fan? How do you feel? I don't think that I am, but I just also think it's possible that I haven't had a good experience with eggplant. You know, whenever sure. you talk about those eggplant parm sandwiches that you have, I'm like, oh, maybe Ooh. I need to have one of those sandwiches sometime, you know? Yeah, eggplant parm is one of my, you know, one of my favorite parms. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Top of all three the parms. parms for me, yeah. <laughs> Best supporting parm. <laughs> yeah, chicken. I don't really do veal yeah, parm. Um, I feel like there actually is, my mom got a one time a zucchini parm. Or who else was talking to me about that? Maybe it wasn't my mom. Um, you know, similar to yeah. an eggplant. I I prefer eggplant. I think zucchini's a little watery for me. I don't really love it, but uh, yeah. zucchini's better in other forms. For yeah, zucchini's me, zucchini's a she's a it's a tricky beast. Yeah, but eggplant, <clears throat> I'm I'm hopeful for a positive experience with eggplant. I don't know if I even had a negative one, but I just, as we all know at this point, I just prejudge things without really trying them. <laughs> So uh, this could all be a me problem. That's okay. This is a safe space. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the I safe will say, vanilla. <laughs> yeah, the safe vanilla. Um, I will say I noticed this after TR um, kind of, you know, uh, I almost said fluffed, but like he, he gets his hands in there to get the olive oil uh, very centrally. You know, he kind of mixes it up. They put it in the <sighs> oven and then uh, TR wipes his hands on the hand towel instead of washing them. I would have been like, what are you doing here? Because yeah. it was just like oil everywhere. Um, maybe yeah. he did wash them and they just cut that out. But like it just seemed like they went from him doing it and then wiping his hands on. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know she probably has four hundred towels on hands. Right, right. It, yeah, exactly. She probably gets them gets them wholesale. It's no big deal. But I did that, <laughs> have the same thought of like, oh, I'd love to get it's some a lot of oil. Yeah, look at some soap on those hands. You know. Yeah. So before the commercial break, Ina says, so I very centrally, I, I hope I can capture this. She's like, so I told you rule number one and rule number two. And next, I'm going to tell you rule number three. <laughs> and he's like, oh, ooh, yeah. keep me in suspense. And he kind of hugs her again, unnatural. And she kind of does it. Is, is this when she's doing that kind of like side hug? Like, she, yes, and she's so much shorter than him. So she's like hooking her arm on him like a hanger, you know? Yes, I know. She does that a lot. She does it a lot with, well, Jeffrey's like almost her side, but her size, excuse me, but uh, <laughs> it's great. I love the Ina side hug. Yeah. Trademark. Um, so after the break, the vegetables are done. 
TR goes to get the tomato paste and very, you know, charmingly says, so is this the third tip, tomato paste? And Ina says, I'm not telling you yet. (laughs) It's just so playful. It's just so, it's it's just like, oh my God, this is. I know. She's like, stop it. Stop it. Oh my God. I'm going (laughs) to spank you. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like it's so playful. When Jeffrey's away. I know. Uh, So, they get the veggies out of the oven. TR holds the sheet pan and she pours the all the veggies into the food processor. And Ina suggests to serve this with some feta, some olives, and some chips. Do you like, I mean, I know, you know, the jury's out on eggplants, but um, do you like all of those things? Do you like a good feta? Are you an olive guy? Olives is, you know, I, I also have a very tricky relationship with olives but i, I sure you know I, I promise i'm not that picky of an eater eggplant olives mushrooms that's pretty much and mayonnaise you know that, that, so that's pretty much the you know the oh, problem you're not children. a mayo guy oh. mayo it's like but if it's but if i'm eating a blt and there's a little mayo in there it's like oh this is nice but sure I, it's a weird thing and if you put garlic in it and call it aioli i'm like you know i was just it. gonna say that yes i always call out jamie um, my friend uh because i'm like have you had aioli like have you dipped your French fries and a garlic aioli, then then you it's mayonnaise. It, you yeah. like mayo, right? Uh, it's but all I get a it. Thing. I get it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, um, but that sounds nice. I, I I will say like I probably wouldn't have got tortilla chips. I probably would have got some sort of like Stacy's pita chips. You oh, know, sure. for this kind of dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to find a good olive. Do you? Because you didn't you like find yes, an olive you like? I did. I had an olive journey. I hated them my entire adult life, and then. I try the Castelvetrano olives. They're like bright green. They're really buttery and beautiful. And they're briny in their own way, but not as briny as like, a, you know, a Kalamata or any other like black olive. But I do like those olives. Like I I don't really like them in things, you know, like I don't get the olive tapenade sabra mm. hummus, you know, like I don't mm-hmm. really do that. But if I had to, I would. I'd rather have them on the side. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but I feel like if you're – Forcing yourself to like something because mushrooms is a very similar thing for me too. like I, I like mushrooms in a stir fry, but sometimes a stuffed mushroom can even go too far for me. I'm like, yeah, I don't really love that. But I love yeah. everything in the mushroom, like a stuffed mushroom. Right, right. Exactly. But it's like, oh, but it's a little too much mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, where are we here? Uh, so this is. Uh, TR asks, are you going to help me with the shopping list? And she was like, well, that's the third tip. Buy as much as you can and just make a few things, which I also think is a great tip. Like, don't stress out. Don't try any new recipes the day of. Just buy as especially for that first stage of like appetizers, wine. Um, Yeah, I just think it's solid advice. Yeah, absolutely. And and most people won't know the difference and aren't paying attention to those details anyway. So yeah, um, why stress yourself out about it? Yeah, yeah. Go buy a bag of chips. Yeah, buy. Yeah, exactly. No one's gonna be like, oh, did you make these tortilla chips yourself? Like, (laughs) I'd be like, oh my god, it's Stacy's. I love Stacy's chips. Yeah, I'm always happy to see that. Yeah. Uh, So Ina said, "Here's here's where we start to get into the good stuff." Here, she says, "I think it's a gorgeous day. We need to do this in the garden." I'm like, what are you going to do in the garden? I had no yeah. idea. What, and she was like, come with me. Oh, what's tip number four? I um, know. <laughs> so, so they go outside. Yes. Is it too on Colin. the nose to recognize that it's Ina Garden in a garden? <laughs> I know. I'm Again, Ina's garden. Again, that needs to be the one-off special that she does. She's done it on Instagram, like a little bit of the tour, but I know there's more to see. Uh, I think that that needs to happen. 
Ina's garden. I mean, like, she could open a flower shop, you know? Like, it's yes. just, come on, Ina, you know? Yeah, you're, the you're possibilities. Just, yeah, you're just a young 70. We got time. Yeah. So they're outside in these Adirondack chairs in the middle of the yard, really, <laughs> like making a shopping list. Right, right. And he has the most beautiful handwriting. That was I, my next note. I can't believe how beautiful it is. Oh, uh, and he just writes. He doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't misspell a word. He writes ham like he's been writing it his whole life. It's, yes. Oh, my God. His handwriting is so hot. It. <laughs> It's just it was so infuriating. Odd. It's I was infuriating. like, and he has nice writing. Like you couldn't yeah. even give us that. God, yeah, he's flawless, I guess. But so he makes the list. You know, a lot of the stuff that we already talked about: the feta, olives, chips, the ham, the winter vegetables, the butternut squash, and a lot of just like root vegetables: carrots, sweet potatoes, parsnips, and then strawberries for the uh, the cake. Mm-hmm. And Tr gives Ina a kiss. It's the first kiss. It's. I don't know. There's something about the way he kisses her that I just, it's just like, what a lucky gal she is. It leaves her moaning in the sun. I mean. <laughs> I mean, yes. She can't even get up. It was like, oh my God. What? <laughs> she, this is what I want on my first, you know, barefoot contest or like the good vanilla merch. It says, mm, I know I have to make the ham glaze, but maybe just a minute in the sun. Mm. I like, love that she, out of context. Yeah. yeah, I know. That makes no sense. But like she, I mean, I would need a moment in the sun after a kiss from TR on the, you know, on the cheek or whatever it was. Like I, she is just really having the best day. She is. And I am so happy for her. And really the show, you know, in, in just, you know, a brief 22 minutes, it spends a lot of that time watching Ina moan in that chair. We get like three moans. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They really linger. Again, the editing, what they decide to keep and what they don't is, it's so crucial. Yeah. Uh, so she does eventually go back into the kitchen and she's like, as much as I'd like to lie around in the garden all day, I guess I have to make this glaze, uh, which is garlic, mango chutney, Dijon mustard, brown sugar, orange zest, and orange juice. It's pretty packed. Um, I yeah. would be into this. Everything... Sounds great. And this is, of course, going to go on the ham. Do you like a good ham glaze? Oh, my God, yes. I, yeah. you know, I feel like even at the supermarket they sell, you can just get ham glaze in a jar. Yes. And sometimes, you know, passing that, it's like, mm, I wonder what that's like just with a little baby spoon, you know? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> just sit in front like of the brown couch. sugar glaze, too. That's even better, yes. Yeah, just sit in front of the TV and ham glaze. But, no, I mean... <laughs> But no, I I mean, I love it. The idea of putting glaze on a meat is just whenever like barbecue chicken, any any meat with a sweet sauce on it. It's just I know that it's, you know, like a brown sugar situation. I was going to say, I know that it's gross, but it's not. (laughs) It's really a lot of glaze. I mean, when she's pouring it on that ham later, there's a look of like. DR is like slightly horrified at how much glaze is going on, but you got to trust the process, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll shrink up. It'll reduce. You know? Yeah. So TR, we get him at the store with his list of uh, groceries. He goes to the meat counter. Of course he knows the guy by name. He asks Rudy for Rudy. the spiral cut ham. Uh, and he it's a huge lean, ham. Leans against the counter and crosses his legs. That was, like, I this, know this stance. I know if he was to walk in again, this is like what we were saying before. Like he's exceptionally attractive and like can, 
I just wonder what that's like. I wonder, like, knowing... I feel like I've only had that, like, if I've I ever felt, like, as confident as TR looks, I guess. Because you never know what's going on underneath, as we said before. But I feel right. like, in general, TR is a pretty happy guy and, 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 and walks through life, uh, you know, pretty carefree and not worrying about things. But if I was working that counter, if I was Rudy, I'd be like, wow, TR's here and this is crazy that I'm giving him this ham right now. Yeah, right. Like I would just be I would I would be like, Do you want anything else? Can I give what else can I give you? you I know. know. Do you want any How samples? Can I keep you here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got some potato salad over here. I'd love to watch you eat, you know? <laughs> yes. I'd like to watch you eat some ham glaze. Yeah, would uh, you would you please eat this spoonful of ham glaze for me? I'll yeah, pay in you. front of me. <laughs> TR's only fans, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So uh, we go back to Ina's house for like a second. She's like juicing the orange and then turns on the food processor to puree all the ingredients for the glaze. And then it's like this hopping back and forth situation. Um, We go back to TR. He's just kind of shopping. And then it's a commercial break. And then after the commercial break, we get entertainment tip number four, which is make food that's really familiar and comforting. Now isn't the time to show off and impress your friends. Which I also agree with. I think it's like, it depends on the guests. But most of the time, I'm not going to go above and beyond and try something like this high wire dish that I that there's any risk of me like ruining, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think what's funny, though, is that she doesn't share this tip with him. She shares it with us. That's true. <laughs> she left it out. Yeah. I hope she wrote it down on that list for him. Yeah, yeah I hope. But um, And I do just want to mention, because I, I just was so excited to do an episode that features the juicer because that juicer, it sounds like a Jim Henson character. It is so loud. (laughs) It's just like, like it's just, it, it, it just sounds like Kermit having a conniption. And I love that in all the seasons, she's always using that stupid old juicer, you know, she does. I, I, I don't know what brand it is. I didn't see it. We, we have a juicer. I feel like we got it from the thrift store, of course. And we used it not too long ago because I had to juice a whole ton of limes. And juicing limes sucks. Yeah. It's like you only get like a half of a teaspoon out of like one whole lime. Uh, but they are nice. I will say I don't We. I, I feel like it broke and then Keon fixed it or something like that. But do you own a juicer? I at, I had a, a brief stage of my life where I wanted to do where I was doing a lot of juicing. And I got okay. a, I got a slow juicer. Wow. Which, you know, listen, the, the long story is I have I have since moved three different apartments. I even moved across the country with it and moved back, and I still haven't used the fucking thing <laughs> again. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's so slow. I, I'm, the, I'm the slow juicer, really, because I don't do it anymore. So um, I love the idea of it, and... Um, I like the idea of, you know, with, with this, what I'm assuming is a Hamilton Beach juicer that Ina has. Yeah, I'd say. Doing like a morning orange juice. That seems kind of lovely. Yeah, there is, there really is nothing like it. I don't have it too often, but every once in a while, if we're like, I don't know, if we're out at some fancy breakfast spot and they have it, I'm like, yeah, let's do that. It really yeah. does make a huge difference. Yeah. Anyway. Juicing. Juicing. Uh, so. Yeah. She's on to the winter vegetables here. She has some carrots and then a butternut squash. Do you like a butternut squash? Like a butternut oh. squash soup? Yeah. Oh, God. Butternut squash is the BSA of root vegetables. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Butternut squash, you know, the the wallop that she packs. I love a butternut squash. A butternut squash soup. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I will say I know Panera. Some people, you know, don't like Panera. 
but they do have a good i think they call it like an autumn or like fall soup but it basically is a butternut squash soup in a bread bowl forget about it oh it's my really God. good it's really good there is a high recommend in astoria i might you I should might, do it yeah it's, it's really good because it has like i don't know how to describe it it's like it's not pumpkin-y but it, it tastes a little bit like dessert it's sweet but yes. savory and i i just love it i think i've had it isn't there like some apple in it of some sort or cinnamon um, or something if there is know. it's it's all pureed so there's it's not chunky at all but I right. there could be like an apple in it that gives it that sweetness too but i <laughs> it makes me think one time this is a side story this is like keon is jeffrey in training here because uh mm. one time he wanted to get a spaghetti squash and he brought home a butternut squash and he was like oh, oh. and i because that you know jeffrey I feel like one time Ina asked Jeffrey to buy like a cantaloupe and he came back with like like a rutabaga or something right. like that. So yeah. I love that Keon is the Jeffrey to my Ina. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's my dream. I'm yeah. living the dream. So I guess but, the question would be, do you do you have your version of a roasted chicken on a Friday night dinner for Keon? Like if you were going to oh, cook him a staple that you know he'd love, what would it be? I would say I'm going to I'm going to pivot to breakfast, actually. And one thing that he loves. uh, So like our version of Friday Night Chicken is a sun, a Saturday morning, um, like uh, like an egg. What am I trying to say? Like a wrap, like a breakfast burrito is what he loves more than Mm -hmm. anything. And it's nothing special. You know, it's just like whatever we have in the, the refrigerator. Sometimes it's like some green onions. Sometimes we'll pick up some, you know, um, what are they called like sausage crumbles but like the veggie kind that aren't yeah. it's like it's not meat which is good i i don't mind it um whatever we have lying around with some cheese and some scrambled eggs and i you know the sun-dried tomato wrap put in the toaster the uh, not the toaster but like the oven what am i trying to say toaster oven yeah uh, it's good <laughs> i i will say uh it's one of my specialties i've gotten really good at it over the years and that's that's our version of friday night chicken yeah oh that sounds love i mean a breakfast burrito i just don't think you can go wrong i just i mean you yeah can, make a bad one but the concept of a breakfast burrito you're already on the right path yeah i mean some people might be repulsed by the fact that um i sometimes i like to dip it in ketchup i know not a a lot of people love eggs and ketchup i get it Uh, sometimes though i'll I'll opt for like a salsa or like a hot sauce sure that's also but it doesn't go as well with coffee like anytime i'm eating something with like salsa I don't really want that coffee afterwards, you know. Mm, yeah, like it—it it just doesn't. The the flavors, you know, they don't they don't mix. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I would never have like a plate of pancakes and a diet coke. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, it it drives me crazy. Like even when I was younger too. Like I like for kids' birthday parties, like I cannot drink like a soda with cake. Yes. It just it's too much for me. It just even it, when I was a kid, I was like, no mm-hmm. thanks. Give me a glass of water or a glass of milk. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you drink a diet soda with like a dessert, yeah. the way it cancels out the fake sugar, it just tastes like you're drinking liquid metal. It's so gross. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really weird. Um yeah. So the root vegetables, she talks about parsnips. I don't buy parsnips too often. I I feel like I've eaten them somewhere, you know, but... Uh, they don't it, have much n- curb appeal, but I think they're a nice addition to this kind of like roasted win- root vegetables. Yes. I'm yes. always happy to find one, but if I'm at the store and I see them laying there like a bunch of, you know, sl- you know, ground slugs, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of white. It's like a white, it's like a carrot that didn't ripen enough. But yeah, yeah. Maybe we're missing something. I don't know. Maybe this is our sign to get more parsnips. It is fall. So we're it is. prime winter vegetables here. 
Yeah, and it will go with the hams that you steal from the Honey Bake Ham store really yeah, well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so next we are at TR's house. So I, I paused it and I took a look at a lot of things. It's a lot of black and whites, yeah. some creams, some light wood accents. There's like a, you know, a statement lamp that's like bright red. Um, really cute. Uh, what I, I would maybe change some things. You know, I tend to like more earth tones and greens and creams and like, I don't know, um, like a mustard yellow sort of situation. But what did you think of TR's house? The the brief shot that we got, besides that stairs, those stairs. Oh, yeah. the stairs. And, and, you know, and I was like, I really want to see the bathroom because you know he has a nice bathroom. Oh, you know? yes, yes. Uh, I just feel like someone like TR, you know, they don't just got like a port john in the backyard, you know? So, <laughs> like, they, you know, that's a big deal. And so I... I think what I I wasn't sure about the white floors. I think I'd need a closer look. I Yeah. You know, I, I kind of I felt like, oh, were those like a nice, you know, cherry wood at some point? You know, I I prefer a woody kind of floor, you know? Yeah. I think if he was a substitute all the black accents for like a brown chestnutty sort of color, I'd be way into it. Oh, sure. Maybe that would balance it a little bit better. I also like pops of red. I like to I like to get some red in there. Like my apartment, it's the last two apartments because it's all been the same decorations. It's all like blues and reds and it's all primary color stuff. And uh, interesting. And it's I don't know. At some point, I think it looks like my my apartment's going to look like a gymboree. But for (laughs) now, I think it works. It works. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that's what I would do. Love it. TR is getting the appetizers ready. Um, we see Ina leaving her house. She's also decked out in black and white as well. She's matching the decor with a cream scarf, a cream-colored scarf. Yeah. Uh, TR has bought some flowers, and here's where we're getting some good stuff here. Ina is she's putting the top down in that car. Jesus. And <laughs> we get to see her in that car. What a gift. Ugh. And she, you know, the camera is pretty tight. Uh, like, it's a pretty... It's pretty close close up for lack of a better word and she says i do love jeffrey's car he might not be getting it back and she just uh, like sails off in the sunset it speeds so away funny yeah oh that's uh, that made me laugh hard her face when she pulls up to the house and goes we're here and even like when she's driving driving and saying that about taking the car from jeffrey it made me think of remember that meme of like the little girl in the foreground and in the background is the house on fire and it kind of, she has that kind of like mischievous yes. look on her face. Yes. That was kind of, Ina was giving me that little girl of like, oh, you are just, you devious are in a way, devious, yes. Ina. You, you got a car full of, full of root vegetables and, and baba ganoush and you're feeling your oats, you know? <laughs> exactly. The top down. Top down. to the most eligible ba- bachelor in all of East Hampton, really. I mean. Right. Lemon curd, you know, yes. in tow. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that she, she almost like coos the way she says it she's like we're here it's oh, like she's yeah. like sing-songy it is um you know a facet of Ina that i've never seen before it's she's, it's great she's still feeling that kiss you know i mean speaking of a kiss tr answers the door and says hey baby and gives her a kiss and i flew off my chair i yeah. couldn't believe it my knees buckled yeah it was like oh you're gonna have to take these vegetables i'm going down you know <laughs> yeah grab the parsnips <laughs> Oh, gosh. So TR pulls the ham out of the fridge, which is supposed to serve six, but it looks like it's it can serve 60 people. Like, I'm not even kidding when I say that. It is huge. Huge. It Like, it's, it's too much even to have leftovers, because at a certain point, 
there's only so you're much hammed you out. Do. You're hammed yeah. out. You're like, you know, I would say you could certainly could have some omelets, some ham sandwiches. You could just have ham. But I, after that, I'm out of ideas. Yeah, I think I you could freeze it, I guess. But like, mm. gosh, I don't even know because it's already cooked. Right. It's, it's a lot, though. She, uh, but I would just cut that thing in half and give it to Ina and be like, you're taking this home. Get the chainsaw out. And just yeah, like, I don't yeah. know if there is a bone in there. I'm assuming there probably has to be. Right. I don't know. I think so. And there has to be. I yeah. think they keep the bone in there. I guess they could take it out. I don't know. When we'll, I'll have to go to the Honey Bake Ham store. And I know. Yeah, we need to investigating some research before we, you know, knock one over and steal as many of them as we can. So yes. Um, so we get another. I mean, Ina is on a roll here. I just she is so wild. She is washing her hands, and she's like, "Oh my god, I love that pool. I'll be swimming in that pool." And I'm like will you that yeah. is what i want like what kind of bathing suit does ina garden wear is it oh, all God. like i the possibilities i i just went into like a a tailspin really i imagine there's some kind of flowy robe that goes with it like it's there's multiple pieces i don't i feel like she's got you know maybe there's a sarong situation i i yes. don't think she's wearing a two piece i think it's a one piece but i I don't think she's afraid to show off a little cleavage, you know. I I I don't know. It could go that way, or it just sort of reminds me when I when I was younger, my grandma, uh, my grandma Kachana was at our house. We had a pool when we were younger, and she went in with her clothes on, like full on clothes, and like the idea of Ina just like on black on black going in the pool, like that's that's what I want. I I think I'm picturing your grandma in like. Tennis sneakers, jeans, <laughs> yeah, she, just walk straight in down the steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of like Virginia Wolf style in the hours. Totally. <laughs> the rocks and the coat. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no one's that was been dark, happier but, yeah. than we have. It's like, Grandma, what are you doing? <laughs> Ugh, it was hot that day. Um, yeah. <laughs> it oh, is just—it's perfect. So um, she glazes the ham again. Tr looks apprehensive as she pours. You know, it's a lot of glaze. Uh, it is. And, and I guess she, it makes a gravy, it looks like, ultimately. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I love a sauce. Yes, yeah. that is the goal. Yes. Yeah. Um, it makes uh, its own gravy. She asks, did you preheat the oven? He says, sure did. And she said, that's my guy. He <laughs> says, yes, ma'am. And Yes. Yeah, and that's my guy. Oh, boy. She, like, if he, like, put his hand on her back at that point, she would have just, the ham would have been gone. Oh, my I God. Know. They would have just tipped right off the counter. Yeah, just like throw the whole ham off the yeah. counter. Yeah, yeah, rolling glaze around me. in the glaze. Yeah. <laughs> so um, next, Ina gives Tr the veggies. They put the eggplant dip in a bowl. They do try it out. Uh, you know, nothing too exciting there. I'm sure yeah. it tastes great. Uh, they get the lemon curd and strawberries out, and Ina reveals rule number five, which is to have a really good time. And I was like, Ina, Ina, you silly goose yeah and then i was like wasn't that what all of these tips were ultimately like all of them were like just like have fun with it and don't do anything that's going to make you stressed out and make sure that you're having a good time and most of all make things that make you have a good time making them and most of all have a good time that's i think those were the five rules right (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly if i if i was to be asked that right now yeah it's like you know what just have fun yeah just have fun so i know i would think it's have a good time and have your yeah. friend do all the cooking for you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Have, ugh. So, I mean, and they're really close in this last moment here. TR gives Ina a sensual kiss, thanks her for everything, 
and he's like, I got to change. He's he, He's got to change those sneakers. He I, And really, I can't remember what he wears. Something black, I feel, for the actual yeah, party. Yeah, I don't remember the party look. Because I, I, I thought, you know, you look beautiful for a party. To you yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, but he's probably got a whole routine. And yes. she's she's hanging on to him. She's like, okay, all right, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to slip out the back door, but she's not letting go. Like, it's like, hey, I'm Yeah, gonna she go. waits for him to break. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he runs up the stairs, and Ina, <laughs> she does go out the back door, out the she sliding does. back door. And I just love that she committed to it. I love the ruse of all of this, you know? Oh, yeah. Because, like, now that we get to this final part of the episode, it's like, okay, all of this is ridiculous. But she commits to the, to the gig, you know? Yes. TR's guests arrive. They clink glasses and dig into some of the apps you know uh, one of the guests says tr this is too good you have to get a new house next week so we can do this all over again and they're like pop 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 oh bobby pop. or billy whatever his what name was his was. name yeah uh yeah i think it was i think it was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and i don't know any of these characters i wanted them all to be fabulous gay men but there were I, it was just like a mixed bag of people i was like who does tr hang out with who's his core group yeah, and I I think these were you know uh, also Rands like I think these were these were on the B list. I don't think these these were not like his closest you know guy friends. Like I I think that there's some fabulous Hamptons gays that we missed out on in this episode. Yeah, I I wish they were around, but yeah, alas, and Tr makes a toast to the next endeavor, and I was like, that's a weird toast, but I guess. I don't know. I guess he's talking about like the future. I didn't really know what Is to make of that. Is he flipping houses? Like maybe that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, um, he doesn't want to. He doesn't like commitment. You know, we know we know that's that true. he's unattainable. Yes. He doesn't want to be tied down. So he throws himself into his work, Colin. It's you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Yeah. So the next day, we see we start with Ina's fingers dialing Tr on her phone. <laughs> That old clunky kitchen phone. Oh, I love it. Or it's her bedroom phone, excuse me. It seems like it, yes. I did not recognize that. I mean, the upstairs of Ina's house is a total uh, mystery for me. I don't know what goes on up there. but um, Can you imagine? Yeah, I just want to go. I want to, we have seen the guest room in previous episodes, a guest room with like the ensuite bathroom. But beyond that, um, I don't know. I don't know what's up there. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I would love, I would love to get a little bit of a tour, virtually or otherwise. Just yes. you know, just show us Ina. Yeah, Ina's garden, Ina's attic, Ina's yes. you know, upstairs bathroom. Yeah, yes. So Tr is at a coffee shop. You know, it's just like it's the perfect Saturday morning for him. That's like what I picture, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he, you know, Ina says, hey, TR, it's Ina, because she's calling from her phone. These are like, I, I don't want to say pre-cell phone days, but maybe there was no caller ID anyway. She asks him how it went. He said it went really well. I'm actually sitting here looking at new homes because my friend Billy said we need to buy a new house every week so we can celebrate like that. And Ina says, Haha, that's so funny. We should do it again. And he says, we can definitely do it again. But listen, you know, in the end, I did break down and confess that you cooked everything. And Ina makes, she mugs to the camera. That's sort oh. of like, what? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That face, the open mouth. It's almost like a mother kind of pretending to be surprised when her kid does something, you know? Yes, but her favorite kid, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, she's oh, not yeah. angry. Mm-hmm. She's like uh, the golden child, really. Absolutely. Um, she's like, I can't believe he told them. Then ER, t- ER. <laughs> TR says, little does she know. And Ina says, he's so adorable. I believe anything he told me. Uh, and that's the end. But what is this? What is your interpretation of all this? Like, 
he's telling her he's giving her credits even though he at the at the actual dinner he says that he made it all so really exactly. he's being kind of uh shysty here that's the thing is at the end of the day i don't trust him and i'm yeah. like what's going on behind behind those beautiful eyes of yours behind that scruff because you're gaslighting Ina Garten, and I'm pretty sure that's a federal offense. So, <laughs> yeah, lock him up. Yeah, he's like, tamped in jail. Yeah, if he's gonna lie to Ina like that, how's he gonna lie to me? Like, what? I what's know. he gonna not Ugh. give me credit for? The you know, he'll go to. Yeah, I because you know his guests were suspicious. They're like, you made everything here, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah I've been slaving all day. Um, so I'm kind of left a little uneasy here. I mean, Tr, he's. You trust him, but I just don't know how far. Right. But the only the only consolation, you know, I think the the lemon curd on on this, you know, last <laughs> moment is that I think Ina is she's saying he's so adorable. I'd believe anything he told me. But I like to believe that there's just enough of that Ina wink of like we'll let him have this fantasy. That's yeah. true. Like, That's true. No one's going to buy because like Surely his guests must be wondering what the cameras are doing there. No, I know that that's not part of it, but that was the moment. There was a moment of like, well, obviously they don't like, I forgot they were just filming a TV show. I'm so in reality yeah. TV world of like, yes. well, don't his guests wonder why the cameras are there. It's like, it's a, it's the barefoot Contessa. Don't, don't yeah, they are deep. there for a yeah. reason. Yeah. They're doing they're, a bit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But it was cute. Uh, you know, TR, he remains, you know, one of the, one of the best supporting characters, I'd say, as far as top three, just like just being like looking at him and how he interacts with Ina and how charming he is on camera. He is always welcome and I'm always excited to see him. And I think he probably is the most, at least in my mind, like uh, uh, the most frequent of the best supporting characters on the Barefoot Contessa. Do you think the flower guy is jealous? Not only is he not the most frequent, but TR is obviously much more good looking and is probably I younger. Know, and all I that. know. It's interesting because it's funny you say that because a couple episodes back, there was an episode where it's like, I can't even remember what episode it was, but they were decorating um, TR and Michael were in the same room together. They were oh, decorating a, a Christmas tree and doing a tablescape. So Michael did the tree and TR did the table and they worked really well together. But, you know, Michael, he's... He's never going to be TR. I mean, as as in the same vein that we're never going to be TR. And it's 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 almost reminds me of that 30 Rock scene where um, Sari, you know, like the, the skinny uh-huh. young secretary, she's standing next to Jenna Maroney. And it's in season two when Jenna eats all that pizza, when she's uh-huh. in Mystic Pizza, the musical. And she's like, go over there. Don't stand next to me. That's right. how I would be. You know what I mean? And Michael's right. not not a, a, like a handsome guy. You know, like he has his own. He has a successful Floral, floral business, the Bridgehampton florist. It's like he he probably has his own like partner at home that they're you know they've been together for thirty years. But exactly, yeah, yeah. Totally. You can't. It's hard to be in the same room as Tr. It is, but um, every once in a while, worlds collide and they're put they're uh, matched up together too. Wow, wow, the yeah. world. I mean, this is the the Barefoot Contessa musical. I mean, this is these are the characters. These yes. this is the world of it. I and God only knows how Barbara is going to contribute. You know. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yes. Uh, she has like a the solo. production meeting. That's the yeah. opening number where Barbara comes over every morning and like they talk about their day, but they really only talk for five minutes and then they just like gossip. It's uh, uh, I have so many ideas. If we can have Diana, we can have Ina, you know? 
Yes. In terms of musicals. Yeah, so true. So true. And I'll, I'll have like a limited run in the Hamptons, you know, and then I'll move there eventually and it'll be great. Oh, I, I think this is uh, I think this is all this panning is out really well. I'm so excited yep. about this. Well, uh, we declare copyright. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, this was so fun, Colin. I'm so glad you finally got here. Um, thank you for being here as always. I hope you had a good time. Oh, my God. This was so much fun. I'm so excited. You know, we should podcast together more often. You know? We should. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. That's like the end of like, it's such perfect like meta like <laughs> conversation to have. Totally. Like, you know what? This was fun. Next time you bring the ham and I'll bring the parsnips. <laughs> right. Cheers. It's such. Oh, it's totally. We cheers oh. like glasses full of ham glaze and then a, like a hard cut. <laughs> Oh, oh, that sounds delicious. So wonderful. Well, where can people find more of you, Colin? Well, of course, you know, you you already listed everything at the beginning. You know, obviously yeah. you can find me with you on Best Supporting Podcast every week, which is just a sheer delight. And uh, you can also find me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, my own solo podcast about acting choices and micro moments and yeah. magic in the minutiae. And um, and of course, if you're into Drag Race and Dragula and draggy things like that, you can find me every week on All Right Mary as well. And then obviously, I'm on, uh, obviously, well, it's obvious to me. That obviously. I'm on, obviously. Why didn't you know this already? Um, <laughs> who does she think she is? TR? And uh, <laughs> please. Uh, so you can find me on, on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Yes. Well... I'm going to start writing that musical today. I think I, I need to get uh, a loose plot together. Maybe you can write the book. I'll write oh. the music. That's the end of our Barefoot Contessa. You write the book. I'll write I'll the music. Write the you music. can do the lyrics, too. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just collaborate, and it'll be great. We'll be driving Wagoneers before we know it. That I mean, uh. there has to be a Wagoneer number. Oh, oh there's so, absolutely the, the, <laughs> so a many Wagoneer and a BMW, and it's, oh, my uh, God. A fishing uh. number. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. And, like... Jeffrey coming home. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a song where it's um oh, it's gonna be yes. the end of Act One and it's a montage of Jeffrey driving home singing and Ina making chicken and singing and like TR, you know. Uh, Everyone's cleaning up the house for Jeffrey. Yes, the chicken's yeah, going in the oven. And they all have oh. su subplots they're singing about, and then it all you know coalesces to one big note, and then end of Act One. Yeah, I feel Act 1 is the weekdays, and then uh -huh. Act 2 is the weekend, and then at the very end of the musical, Ina says goodbye to Jeffrey for the week as he goes off to teach and, you know, lecture and do his thing, and <laughs> runs over I mean, his laptop. and runs over his laptop, <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's so great. You hear the crunch off stage, and Ina says, hmm, there's going to be a whole number that's just humming. <laughs> Just like pitched humming. Oh my yes. God. Well, oh, folks, I, I think that's our cue to go. So um, again, Colin, thank you for being here. It was a blast. Oh my God. Thank you. I, honestly, this was so much fun.